I was sitting in courtroom C inside Portland, Maine's county courthouse, half of me listening to Joe McIntyre's closing arguments, the other half deciding between microwave and takeout. Like me, McIntyre was an assistant DA. He'd requested the juvenile team while I'd put in for domestic violence. As expected, our cases often overlapped. Joe was trying to impress upon the jury that the 14-year-old kid sitting at the table behind him had brought a knife to his middle school for protection. The boy, whose stomach he'd laced open in the bathroom, had bullied him since third grade and therefore incited the defendant's attack. I agreed. But the bottom line is, our legal system says you can't fight words with knives. I glanced at the jury to get a read. An older woman, questionably blonde, sat in the first row, crying. Beside her, an Asian twenty-something peered into a magnifying mirror, wiping lipstick off her teeth. In the second row, a man hunched behind the person in front of him and picked dirt from his fingernails. I failed to see how this represented a jury of the boy's peers. I glanced at the judge. She checked her watch. There was a time when a crime committed by a child would hold a courtroom mesmerized by its rarity. Now we had days with the entire docket held nothing but juveniles. The cell phone in my pocket vibrated. I slipped it out and saw a new text message from Amelia, my best friend. She's back in. She referred to Hillary, the third member of our trio. It had been just the three of us for as long as I could remember. Even boyfriends were kept at arm's length. Where? I wrote back keeping my phone between my knees. Cell phones are highly frowned upon in the courtroom and confiscated at the judge's discretion. Psych addictions unit at Maine Medical Center. Meet me at six? I told her I would and dropped the phone into my bag. That was the thing about Hillary. She always made sure we knew when she was in, but she'd be sarcastic and ungrateful, a flat-out bitch, when we went to see her. At least to me. She had her reasons. But even though the conflict could sometimes rub us raw, we were still as tight as always. Nothing kept us apart back then, or now. I left the courtroom before the final arguments were complete, pretty sure that I didn't want to hear the verdict anyway, and climbed two flights of stairs to my office, a cubicle among cubicles in the DA's office, which employed 45 assistant DAs in all. My mission as a lawyer is to convict now, talk later. I know I'm supposed to want justice, but it's an afterthought. Anyone who touches a kid deserves to rot. I don't care about remorse. Each time I get a conviction and watch the perpetrator shuffle out of the courtroom in cuffs, I'm elated. This morning, when I argued against the defense counsel's request for a restraining order and convinced the judge to keep an abusive father in jail until his trial date, I smiled when he turned to me in tears. No deals, I told him. The truth is... I requested the domestic violence unit for one reason, revenge. It's my turn to destroy some lives. Half-heartedly, I began leafing through the pile of paperwork on my desk and remembered that I was supposed to meet Ben at Gritty's for their, thank God it's Friday happy hour. Going to see Hillary meant I'd have to cancel, and that was grounds for another fight. His beef would be that he's never my priority. And he's right, though my patience with Hillary's relapses has begun to thin. When I'd read the same paragraph on the rules of child visitation for the third time, I decided to call it a day. 
Grabbing my briefcase, I headed for the stairs to meet Amelia, and from there to visit Hillary. The usual anxiety began to churn. Stress is no stranger. It burrowed under my skin at an early age and took up residence, uninvited. Saturday mornings were its gateway. My mother watched with a suspicious eye as I vacuumed my room and dropped a week's worth of school clothes into the laundry chute. Opting for worn-out jeans, a faded t-shirt, and red high tops, I'd stuff down her obligatory bacon and eggs in a flurry to get out of the house. She'd hover over me, holding her dog-eared Bible, reminding me that I was taunting the devil and tempting the wrath of God, serving Satan, and that no good would ever come to me as long as I used it.